It's Thursday, August 17, 2017. I just signed a new executive order to dramatically reform the nation's badly broken infrastructure. Trump revokes Obama's executive order protecting the nation's infrastructure from floods. July 2017 was the hottest July on record and the hottest month ever. Total solar eclipse to have a big impact on solar energy generation. Plus, national monuments on the chopping block in unprecedented monument review. All of that chopping and more straight ahead from bradblog.com. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. When I make a statement, I like to be correct. I want the facts. Before I make a statement, I need the facts. Also, global warming is a hoax created by the Chinese. Fact. Look it up. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, uh, is it true that Obama had a bike share station installed near the White House and Donald Trump has now removed the bike share station? <laughs> yes, that is indeed true. Like many things that Obama has set up, apparently the Trump administration has decided to remove that bike share station that's been there for five years. Unbelievable. No explanation given. None needed. Obama liked it. Trump's got to get rid of it. What else do you have for us today, Desi Doyen? Well, a bit of a bigger issue. Before President Donald Trump's press conference on Tuesday at Trump Tower veered off the rails and into the violence in Charlottesville, it was supposed to be about Trump's new executive order to fast-track the permit process for new infrastructure projects. I just signed a new executive order to dramatically reform the nation's badly broken infrastructure permitting process. This overregulated permitting process is a massive, self-inflicted wound on our country. Except Trump's new executive order actually puts infrastructure projects in harm's way with a little notice provision that revokes an Obama-era requirement that construction projects receiving federal funding should be designed to withstand growing flood risks in areas prone to floods. Scientists have already confirmed that costly extreme flooding events are increasing in frequency in the U.S., so the Obama rule was intended to reduce long-term costs to taxpayers who foot the bill to repair damaged infrastructure and pay property owners flood insurance claims. Criticism of Trump's move was swift and bipartisan, condemning it as needlessly endangering people's lives and property. Of course, if we don't invest in flood protection now, we will pay more later in money and in lives. Yeah, that's just red tape. Think of all the jobs that are created after floods when we have to fix all the federal buildings that we didn't protect from floods. Well, see, there you go. See? Meanwhile, August 24th is the deadline for Interior Secretary Ryan Zinke's unprecedented review of national monuments designated by previous presidents. That's when Zinke will submit recommendations for which monuments should be revoked or redrawn to allow access to extraction industries and developers, despite data that shows national monuments generate huge tourism profits for local businesses. Zinke has already pardoned a handful of monuments, but more more than 20 remain on the hit list. The public comment period is over, but conservation groups are urging the public to pressure their elected officials during the summer recess to protect their public lands. Mm, like we don't have enough to pressure them about. Meanwhile, July 2017 was the hottest July ever recorded globally, NASA announced this week. But worse, NASA also found that July 2017 was the hottest month ever recorded globally ever, beating the hottest month record set just last 
last year. Scientists say this newest, hottest month on record is remarkable because it occurred without an El Nino present to boost global temperatures and is yet another sign of the long-term warming trend. In Montana, a federal district judge has blocked the expansion of a coal mine, criticizing Department of Interior officials for, he says, inflating the short-term economic boost of the mine expansion, but downplaying the short- and long-term environmental impacts and climate change caused by the project. He ordered the Interior Department to re-evaluate the mine expansion. Finally, transportation officials across the U.S. want folks to be aware of the potential for a Carmageddon of sorts if they're on the road during the total solar eclipse on Monday, warning of the risk of epic traffic jams and accidents due to distracted drivers. But the eclipse also poses a big challenge for electric grid operators in U.S. states where solar energy is a big contributor to the energy mix. Although California is outside the path of totality, their grid operator projects the eclipse will still cut the output of commercial solar power plants by an amount large enough to power a large city for about three hours. But they say they're ready. They're prepared to meet demand by ramping up power from hydroelectric dams and filling in the remainder with natural gas plants. Yeah, but isn't it just like a cloudy day for three hours? No, it's actually worse, and it also requires them to ramp up and ramp down faster. So it requires a little bit of savvy engineering. Mm, Consider me dubious. For much more on all of these stories and the ones we couldn't get to today, dubious or not, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Find us, follow us, and share us worldwide on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your Green News Report. Once upon a time there was light in my life, but now there's only love in the dark. Nothing I can say, a totally clear.